Hey everybody, welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, I'm looking for my good buddy, Seth Robinson. Seth. Hey, how are you doing? I am doing well, doing well. Um, got a nice sunny day here for a change. We've had a deluge of rain and flooding, like the kind of flooding that your phone gives you an alert about. That's yeah. been roads closed. It's been weird. So today the sun's out and uh, it's put me in a better mood, but um, yeah, it's been weird and rainy. How are you doing? I'm busy. It's been a busy week and I, I knew it was going to happen. I mean, not specific. I, mean, I could see my calendar obviously, but like it had not been that busy. It had been nice and calm and it's like, oh, this it's the yeah. calm before the storm, right? Like yeah, I, I know things are about to blow memory. up on me. So. Yeah. Your muscle memory needs to kick in, you know, when you have yeah. those ebbs and flows, I get it. I get it. Well, I feel sort of similar leading up to the uh, the trip I'm going on in London in a couple of weeks. It's a lot of build up to that for our MiaCon event. Um, so I have a, a sneaking suspicion that the next two weeks are going to be a little busy as well. But. Yeah, I, I think that I'm going to be uh, helping you with some of that. So that'll probably just keep some of my busy going, too. There we go. All right. We can get through it together. Um, Speaking of busy, we've got uh, one of our wonderful colleagues joining us today to talk about all that's going on on the one side of the house at CompTIA that we talk about fairly frequently, but not not probably enough here on Bali. So I'm excited to to have Teresa join us. Yeah, yeah, we've got Teresa Sears. She is the vice president of product management, and we just launched a new series of certifications or plans for a new series of certifications uh, around expert level technology specialists. And we want Teresa to tell us all about it. So Teresa, thanks for joining us on the show again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a while since I've been on Volley. Uh, I know you missed us. <laughs> I was trying to remember what when you were here last, it wasn't this calendar year, right? So it's been a while. Yeah, it, it might have been with the last uh, launch, uh, the last update for A+, which would have been about two years ago. That yeah, sounds well, right. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Good to have you as always. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so why don't we, we want to talk about these new expert series certifications, yeah. but I think to do that, you know, why don't we talk about the progression that a technology specialist might go through in their career, because I think we've got a lot of products that are have helped people get started in technology careers. And now as they're advancing, we want to continue helping them out. So Teresa, I know you and your team have been looking at this for a while now and really trying to map out these pathways that people take. Uh, do you want to give us kind of a high level overview of the way that you all are seeing things? Sure, sure. And we kind of, if you can uh, visualize um, a pyramid to represent uh, a progression or almost uh, uh, an accumulation of, uh, of technology skills, that's a, an image that we use a lot in, in depicting um, you know, the acquisition and development of, of technical skills. And kind of at that base uh, of the pyramid, you've got notions around things like um, uh, digital literacy and career literacy, where you're really looking at foundational understanding of, of different technologies, kind of from the perspective of an end user. And the, the idea of digital literacy and career literacy kind of go uh, hand in glove. You know, you think about in order to understand, say, the difference between uh, a database administrator and a data analyst, 
you have to have some idea of what a database is. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be able to um, design one or build one or even necessarily work with one, but you have to have some notion of what it is in order to kind of uh, acquire that level of career literacy. Uh, and then uh, in a layer on top of those notions of lit literacy, we've started talking about uh, the idea of digital fluency. And that's kind of taking literacy and um, building additional skills and knowledge uh, on top of that literacy. So if a digital literate person is um, a fairly uh, capable end user, someone who is digitally fluent, might start creating things uh, at that level that can be used in their day-to-day -day work or even in their, uh, just their day-to-day -day, um, per, uh, personal lives. Um, so you can kind of distinguish between the two levels. Uh, a digitally literate person might be able to use um, a spreadsheet. Uh, a, a, uh, someone who's digitally fluent might be creating pivot tables and, and doing an analysis that's applicable to their, their role. That the digital fluent layer is really about um, uh, digital fluency as it is applied and used in tech adjacent and tech enabled roles. Uh, and kind of at, above that level is where we really start talking about the skills needed for, uh, for technical roles. And that's really um, come to a sweet spot and it has been where we um, have been doing certification and training for, for a long time. Uh, and the notion of tech employability uh, starts at kind of that, that layer above digital fluency. And once you're uh, kind of at the, this uh, top uh, part of the pyramid, you can kind of start thinking about notions of there's a pre-professional or kind of a career introduction stage where you're learning some of the foundational skills you might need in order to progress into a program that prepares you for an early career or an entry level role. Uh, and then within that kind of professional level is where we see uh, CompTIA certifications come into play. Uh, whether it is something like A plus for an IT support specialist or Network Plus for a network admin, those are really the the programs that uh, focus in on the skills that employers are looking for for those uh, particular job roles. At the top of the pyramid is the notion of uh, expert uh, expertise and really uh, an expert series. That uh, that you mentioned that we're uh, we're planning to introduce in the uh, in the coming year, and uh, this is really you know you think about the top of the pyramid uh, and the area of that that top point is smaller. There's there's fewer folks uh, in those roles, um, and really it it represents a, a deep level of technical expertise. Um, across a number of different IT functions. So um, in terms of the, the target market then for, the, for this series, I like that description and I think the pyramid is a, is a good way to, to view it. Um, 
the the target market though for the expert series would be would these be uh, folks who are kind of mid career who have already kind of climbed up the ladder or somewhere and at a promotional level where they are moving into what you would consider a pretty veteran or uh, experienced person in their career or could this be somebody who's just particularly good at or, or as skilled anywhere along the spectrum in terms of their career. They could be a newer, you know, even a graduate school type person, but they happen to be very skilled already and they could kind of leapfrog. How, or is it both, both categories of people? The notion here is really uh, that the target are people who are in these job roles, who have been, uh, you know, um, in a professional, a technical professional role for a number of years. I liken it sometimes to um, almost like an MBA program. If you think about uh, an MBA program, someone might be able to uh, participate in an MBA program straight out of undergrad. Um, but it's really going to resonate more if they've got that professional uh, experience, if they've got that context uh, of doing the um, kind of the, the skills, exercising the skills, performing the tasks uh, in a, uh, you know, in a, in a professional setting. So mm -hmm. the target market really is folks who have been uh, performing if not necessarily the expert level role, uh, certainly the roles that lead into these type of expert level or architect level roles. And Teresa, just to expand on that a little bit, I'm guessing that some of the reason that it's going to resonate the most is because these certifications and the skills that we're trying to validate for these candidates are not just the technical skills, but there's also a lot of business acumen that's needed because these architects, these experts at their companies are not just being expected to build technical solutions, but they're being expected to connect the dots between those technical solutions and whatever organizational objectives there may be. Is that right? Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. Uh, when we think about expertise, uh, is, and I think this is probably true uh, in a number of fields, not just in, in technical roles, but I think you can look at three components uh, of expertise. And one is just the technical uh, expertise in, in kind of a, a well-defined area. And you would expect someone at this level to have deep expertise uh, in one or more uh, areas. And, and typically that is expertise that, you know, to uh, I think Carolyn's earlier question, can really only be acquired through multiple years uh, of real world experience. I think the other components uh, in developing expertise is you have to have not just deep expertise, but then also broad um, expertise in areas that are kind of adjacent uh, to your role. So, you know, if you're in, um, uh, in an IT uh, architect role, for example, you would expect someone in that role to have some understanding of, um, of other areas, whether it's in software development uh, or in data engineering, uh, or certainly in, in security as well. So you've got this notion of deep expertise, um, some, some broad expertise in, adja uh, in adjacent areas so that you can kind of uh, take a high level view uh, of the business and, and the needs uh, of the business from a technical 
uh, tactical perspective. And then I think the, the third leg in, in that stool is, as you mentioned, Seth, um, business acumen and really being under uh, able to understand how different uh, technical initiatives um, uh, impact the business or can help to really uh, achieve business objectives. Yeah, I've got to imagine many of the people in this role are also managers if they've reached this point and they have people reporting to them and then need the skills to understand the strategic goals of the business and how to filter those down through the technical you know, tasks that they and their team do. Um, I'm curious where, um, you know, what we're offering in terms of where our, you know, what our focus areas are. I know we've got a, a data focus area, I believe is security and there was one other cloud um, can you walk us through some of the, the, the three areas that we're going to be zeroing in on with this series? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the first one that we'll be introducing is DataX, uh, and that is focused on the data scientist role. Uh, so looking at that uh, pillar of, uh, you know, of IT, it really is, uh, you know, that uh, analysis um part of the, you know, of the, the data, um, uh, the data roles within uh, an organization. You know, I think uh, when Ken Sardoni was on your podcast a couple of weeks ago, he talked about the notion of having a data management pathway and also having uh, a data analysis pathway. Yeah. And the data scientist, uh, the data scientist role is certainly one that is in that uh, analysis pathway. And, represents kind of a, a capstone uh, a capstone experience, a capstone level, level of skill in the data analysis area. Uh, looking then to in the security space, we've got the notion of a security architect and we'll be uh, introducing security acts, which will be the represent the evolution of our CAS plus uh, certification. Uh, which has long kind of represented the uh, expertise uh, required in, uh, of a security architect and folding that into this series of expert focused certifications is uh, uh, part of uh, the introduction of this program. And then the uh, third area is um, it's actually more of like a, a, an infrastructure enterprise architect role that acknowledges that uh, environments now are um, almost exclusively hybrid. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's very few where you would see something that is uh, you know strictly on prem and does, doesn't utilize cloud technologies in some way. But the the notion there is to really focus on. Uh, the needs of the enterprise, not not regardless and maybe inclusive of all the different types of technologies that are needed in that type of architect role. So the three areas, I think, to, to recap, it's uh, an infrastructure architect role, a security architect role, and a data scientist role. And to kind of add on to your point about hybrid environments, I like the way that you put that. And you said that, you know, there's hardly anyone anymore that's, you know, completely on prem. At the same time, there's hardly anyone that's completely in the cloud. Right. So, you know, we talk about cloud a lot, but I think it's really good that we're focusing on using some of our strengths and our history, you know, in networking and, and on prem things and then adding in the cloud components like we've been doing 
over the years because these architects at this level are going to need to work that uh, hybrid environment and really bring both skills to bear. And I think there are few companies that are in this hybrid environment that kind of have their on-prem specialists and their cloud specialists, you know, they're all together and it, uh, it works together at that infrastructure layer. I was uh, interested, you know, you mentioned that the security X is going to be an evolution of the CASP that we already have. So we already have been doing a lot of this uh, or, or getting some practice at an expert level from a process standpoint, you know, what differences do you see when you're trying to build a certification for people that are just getting started in an IT career and we're bringing in subject matter experts to talk about that versus when we're building CASP or we're building something at an expert level and we're also getting industry feedback on that. Are there some differences or are there a lot of similarities? What, how does the process go? I think the process for development is is somewhat similar. It's really the subject matter experts who uh, who make make the difference between the the types of uh, the types of products that we build. Um, you know, these folks who are involved in defining the standard and in developing the product do have that deeper and broader level of uh, expertise needed in these in these different areas. I think one thing that's that's interesting when thinking about some of these roles uh, versus some that are more entry level is there is a design component that is uh, I think unique to these more senior level roles um, that I think is um, it's an interesting one to try and certify because you can liken it to building a house or building a building while the design of your house is going to uh, impact your day-to-day -day living, you're not building or designing a house or even addition, <laughs> even an addition onto it every day. Uh, and so one of the things that, the, uh, that our SMEs talk about uh, a lot is there's these activities that are captured in these standards that are so critical to the success of the business uh, yet they're not uh, carried out every day, you know, so you can think about uh, tasks or skills being uh, important or and being frequent. And these are, are not that frequent, yet they are very important. Uh, and so figuring out the right level uh, and really the right job role, the right way to describe that job role has probably been one thing that is, uh, that's different when we're uh, talking about these more senior level roles uh, versus something that is earlier career or entry level. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. And, and now I am. And it's uh, all the intangibles that go into a, every day, a job every day, um, especially at a higher level. Those are hard to kind of quantify and think about from like a very, you know, the kind of rigidity of a, of a maybe a certification requirement or a test or anything like that is that they're not something that you can um, like an entry level job sort of say, this is the task, this is the role, how would you solve this problem versus something that's much more, as I said, intangible for a higher level position. So uh, I don't envy you trying to encapsulate that <laughs> yeah, in the certifications for sure. Um, I was going to pivot just briefly because I'm interested in this right now, but and I think a lot of people are obviously, um, is how and if you've integrated 
um, work around AI into e any of these three, especially maybe the data X one in particular, because that's going to be obviously something that a lot of um, senior level folks are going to need to be thinking about with respect to job roles and job, you know, tasks and how their organization is going to integrate AI tools into what they're doing already. So if anything's going on there, Teresa, let us know. Yeah, you know, AI is, uh, that's an interesting topic. And I made the, uh, maybe the, the two of you will have uh, have some, some thoughts on this comparison. But in some ways, I feel like the discussion around AI and its impact on job roles, when we're talking about it right now, I have flashbacks to how we were talking about cloud computing maybe a decade ago. And especially because of the business we're in, there was a lot of conversation around, well, what job roles are, are happening right now uh, around cloud computing, or you know, if we're talking about today, around AI, what, what job roles are emerging? And I think that takes time for things to, to kind of settle out, for businesses and organizations to uh, develop the, the level of specialization where you would have something like a um, an AI uh, AI role with AI actually in the uh, in in the job title. Yeah, I think what happens a lot sooner is different roles, existing roles, are impacted by uh, by AI. And I think Carolyn, to your to your point, we are seeing that with that data scientist role uh, that we're um, introducing the uh, certification for. Uh, early next year. And I think that is one where we're going to be looking closely at how frequently we update it because of the impact uh, and what we think is a, a pretty rapid impact um, of AI on not just the data scientist role, but all the roles that we certify. Yeah, I, I think that comparison to cloud is a great one. And Teresa, you and I have talked about this over the years that what we are seeing more and more is current job roles evolving as opposed to brand new job roles emerging and popping up all over the place. There's a mix and, and you see it and that mix will change over time, but it does start a lot with an evolution of existing job roles and the need for current technology specialists to build their skills and to add new skills rather than just keep doing what they're doing and a company hires, you know, a new person. So I think that's a, a great approach and uh, probably a great place to, to land the discussion here as we look forward, hopefully, to an AI-controlled future for all of us. So uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's exciting to hear about these new certifications. I know that CompTIA has a landing page on its website uh, around this uh, expert series certifications. And so we will include that in the show notes. Uh, any last logistical items and, you know, in terms of timing or, or where people could go for more information on these? Uh, just uh, for timing, the first one coming out is uh, Data X, and I'll look for that in Q1 of next year. And then Security X uh, coming toward, uh, towards the end, uh, end of next year and CloudNetX uh, shortly after that. Right. right. Well, I'm sure that's keeping you busy. Uh, really appreciate you carving out some time to come on here and talk with us about this and really looking forward to 
uh, how these land in the market and and continue uh, our portfolio of training and certification products. So thanks, Teresa, for joining. Thanks, as always, to our producer, Andrew McMillan and Carolyn. I will catch you next time. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank you.